Hello and welcome to the Mr. Jones Watches podcast. In this episode, we talk to Dove Balute, Lithuanian jewellery maker and designer of Secretas and Autumn's Riches. Keep listening to find out how Dove started designing for Mr. Jones Watches and why she finds landscapes and textures so interesting. Hi, Dove, how are you? Hi, I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Good, thanks. Yeah, I'm good. How are you finding lockdown with everything that's going on? Well, I'm actually quite enjoying it the lockdown itself I mean COVID-19 is just horrible and I'm dreading to read the news but um the lockdown is quite nice I'm lucky to have a garden and we just get to spend more time as a family because my husband works from home now and yeah the weather is just so good and it's a lot less people Mm -hmm. everywhere and less pollution that's why I like what's the benefits I think of the lockdown Mm. So, yeah, it's not yeah. bad, bad for me. <laughs> have you been spending the time, like, getting creative or have you just used it to, like, spend time with your family? At the beginning I did, but then um, life happened and we had to move house. So, yeah, a lot of things um, happening at the moment. Uh, with a mm-hmm. brand new baby and we had to pack and then unpack and decorate the house and now my workshop so I can't go to the studio which is in central London that's a sad thing Mm -hmm. about lockdown and then um, the idea was to set up a workshop um, at home but um, it's just everything is very slow but I'm working a lot um, on my computer so like marketing and um, website updating Mm -hmm. and stuff like that the things I was really behind because it's always really easy to get lost in making. So I'm a jeweler and I design and make jewelry myself um, from scratch. And I really enjoy it. And obviously you just want to do the parts that you really enjoy. The good Most part. Of, yeah, the good mm-hmm. part. And then the boring part of admin, marketing and selling. <laughs> it's like um, mm-hmm. you always make these things. It's like, I'm not ready yet. I've got other things to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah so it's a good thing taking the time to do things that you wouldn't normally do exactly it just forced me that's the only thing that's the only tool I can use (laughs) now is my computer because my Mm -hmm. baby doesn't sleep without me by my side so I have to be there while she sleeps (laughs) how old is your baby she's um gonna be eight months in one week so she's having this um separation anxiety we can't be apart for longer than yeah. half an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. I but bet that'll be worse big. now as well because of COVID. Yeah, exactly. She's not used to other babies or, or other people around at yeah. all. <laughs> anyway, yeah, she's very cute now. <laughs> so how did you come to design for Mr. Jones watches? So as you might know, I worked for Mr. Jones um, watches at the time. Of designing a watch, I was assembling lots and lots of watches, uh, new releases every month, and um, beautiful designs. And you know, you just can't help yourself but uh, think what my perfect design would be like, what um, watch I would be able to design. And yeah, I just couldn't stop thinking. And uh, my friend Marianne designed the watch for Crispin. She told me she just pitched her idea. And then, you know, it took me a while to um, become brave and ask Crispin if I could design the watch for him. And he was really open-minded and he let me try it. And then, yeah, so I had lots of, lots of different ideas. And then I just had to pitch them like um, everyone else. 
like any other designer. At the beginning, most of the guests were really bad. <laughs> uh, I think at, at that point, Crispin even thought this is not going to happen. Like one of the ideas was, I remember, um, like um, ramen bowl full, uh, like, you know, food, bits like bacon <laughs> and egg flying around the <laughs> dial and showing time because I love ramen. <laughs> but yeah, it had lots of crazy ideas. <laughs> Uh, and I was like, inspired oh, I by ramen yeah exactly <laughs> probably I was eating it by the time <laughs> oh noodles showing power <laughs> um, yeah and, um, but I just wanted to go back to my own roots and my own jewelry um, and just connected more with my own um, brand voice and you know things that I like I really like you know my jewelry mm-hmm. is inspired by nature and kind of, um, I really like this Japanese, again, Japanese term called wabi-sabi, which is like, um, means uh, fine beauty in um, life cycle. So like uh, from blooming to decaying, um, this is how Autumn's Riches was mm-hmm. born as well. Um, so the first watch secretus is like um, flowers and blooms. And then the second one's more autumn, autumn-like and... Um, and decayed skeleton leaf and stuff like that. Yeah, I did lots of drawings, um, and and then I just I felt stuck at some point, and then there was a bulb moment. I remember, I recall, in a in the central line on my way home from work in the cramped carriage, I had this bulb moment that I love dried flowers, dried pressed flowers, and maybe it would be possible to incorporate that into a watch. So I pitched this idea to Chris Ben and, you know, he's very nice and open-minded and we tried testing a few glasses and dials and kind of looked really nice. I, I got really hooked on and dried and pressed so many flowers, so many different flowers. I had like lots and lots of tests done, like hundreds, glass, hundreds of glasses. <laughs> there must be some still around the workshop. <laughs> yeah and then I think we just started uh, experimenting and testing and we came up with I realized that the smaller the flower the nicer it looks yeah I think just refining the design and then Secretas came first and then towards the autumn autumn riches came (laughs) where did the idea for um the dried flowers come from did you use them in your work before I don't remember. No, I didn't. But um, don't remember exactly. I just remember this moment. Maybe I was looking at something on Pinterest, like um, you know, flowers and stuff like that. I can't remember exactly how did it come with dry, like dried flowers. So, how different was watch making, like designing a watch, to how you make jewelry normally? Well. Um, it's different materials because it's flowers and so fragile, but it's uh, still like really tiny parts and um, you have to be really concentrated all the time. So I guess that that's quite similar. And the design process was quite similar, but it's just different materials, different um, mediums, I guess, but it's still a creative process. And I think I quite enjoy t- tiny little things and doing things with my hand so there wasn't such a huge difference for me it's not like doing um 
don't know, mathematics one day and then next day, tiny little flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at math, by the way. <laughs> no, <neither. laughs> I know this example is not the best, I guess. <laughs> what is your um, design process like when you're creating something? So I always start with an idea, like, for example, with dried flowers or um, at the moment with my own new collection, um, what I wanted to be inspired with and then I do lots of research maybe sometimes too much <laughs> and just research everything what other artists did um, even like painters how they got inspired um, by that subject and so yeah do lots of research reading um, pictures inspiration and then um, mood boards um, and then I go on to like do lots of drawings on my sketchbook I used to print lots of lots of pictures and stick them on my sketchbook but now I feel like it's not sustainable and not really environmentally friendly to print it and I didn't have a printer anyway <laughs> um, so yeah I just save it online now but do drawings on my sketchbook by hand from there, I just move on to testing and experimenting on actual materials uh, or like wax, for example, in jewelry. So you can't really experiment on precious metals because it's too expensive. Although I've done these mistakes in the past. <laughs> so now I just do lots of mm -hmm. test, uh, testing on wax, prototyping. Um, so I have like, I don't know, like 100 designs uh, for different pieces and then I choose which ones will be final ones. So I cast them into like silver, for example, or some cheaper material and see if it will work in a collection. And from there, I choose the best ones, like 15 or so. And then it's a collection and I launch it and sell it. <laughs> That's how it works. It's a long process. Do you do mostly like independent work or do you do lots of um, commission work? So yeah, I do uh, commissions um, as well as uh, selling at um, direct uh, retail events uh, directly to people uh, like open studios and um, other uh, shows like Goldsmith Fair. And then I, did, I tried to do trade shows um, before Ella, my baby, was born. Really enjoyed it. It was great to get, you know, some like a bulk order from retailers. But yeah, I think at the moment um, I have to adapt to my new lifestyle <laughs> And the changing world, I guess, as well with COVID. So I'm not planning to do any trade shows this year. Maybe next year, if everything is better with this virus. And Ella <laughs> is letting me go abroad because um, best trade shows are abroad. Yeah, so I do lots of commissions and I sell through my website as well. For your independent um, work, where do you get your inspiration from? So I, I think most of it comes from nature and my travels. But I also have this collection of like little hands, which is inspired by a human. And the starting point was um, phobias, human phobias, uh, fears. Um, but I guess it's still kind of connecting. I like this kind of organic look on jewelry, like tiny little details, micro world. Uh, like I like patterns and different textures so there are lots of different things that I like and I try to apply onto my jewelry so why is texture a really important aspect of your work because when I looked at your uh, website earlier each piece of jewelry has like a different unique texture 
like, I guess it's because it started at the... Well, I always like textures and uh, tactile jewelry. I think it's very important when you touch it that it's like it's got some feeling to it. For me, polished jewelry, high, shiny, high-end jewelry doesn't really have any feeling or spirit to it. And then there is a texture. It kind of almost feel this man-made thing. It almost grows on you. I don't know. I think for mm-hmm. me, personally, touching and tactileness, if that's a word, is very important. And also because of nature, in nature there are so many different textures. I really like um, patterns that replicate. I find it really beautiful. And one of the collections started by corals, and corals has these beautiful textures and colors. So that's how I started using a texture. And I think it's quite creative for me uh, to find different ways, new ways to achieve some sort of texture. Yeah, and um, like the bubbly texture I achieved from, um, it was inspired by octopus. And I achieved it by drilling lots of different, like a pattern on acrylic. And then uh, from there, applied it on metal and wax and silicon. I used to work with silicon a lot. I've got a long career in making and I am keep changing and evolving my ideas every few years. <laughs> How did you start uh, making jewellery? What was like your education background? How did you get into it? So, um, long story. <laughs> uh, I went, <laughs> I lived in Lithuania. So originally I'm from Lithuania and then I always thought I'll study there and um, I will study arts, like fine arts or like textile. I really like textile. And then I studied there for like a year in the University of Arts, but I really didn't like um, didn't like the university itself. It just felt a bit like old fashioned, too much like from um, Soviet Union. I don't know. You probably don't know what it was like, but um, I don't know. It's just the standard wasn't very high anymore. So mm-hmm. I decided to moved to London, I found this university, uh, Middlesex University, and the jewellery course seemed to be really interesting, like uh, more concentrating on contemporary jewellery and uh, something unusual and different, almost like wearable art, rather than just, you know, stones and polished jewellery that you see in regular shops. So I thought this is very interesting, and I applied, I got in, I came here to London, I studied for four years, uh, one of the years was like internship years and I did um, exchange studies. I went to Israel, Bethlehem University in Jerusalem. Um, I studied there for four months. It was really uh, fun times. I really learned a lot there. After that, I graduated in 2013. And since then, I just started making my own jewelry alongside working for other people, other jewelers or like um, for Crispin, Mr. Jones watches. Yeah, but now I I did it full time for like a year <laughs> and kind of um, would like to still do it full time. But Ella is here. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, I'm on maternity leave basically for another month or two. <laughs> mm-hmm. How um, has the places that you've traveled to and lived in influenced your work differently? I, know, I think it always influenced everyone when you travel just get to meet so many different cultures and people and a lot of our travels are always really or at least was really challenging uh, so we always chose like a hiking uh, 
lots than trekking and um, camping. Uh, so we did this amazing hike in um, Nepal in Himalayas called uh, Three Passes. It was a really high altitude, the hiking. Um, it's just the landscape, the nature is amazing. And I think it just really influences you because I always have my camera with me and I just take photos either of mountains or very tiny little weeds that still manage to exist so very up high in the mountains <laughs> yeah and, and you just have so much time to think when you are um, hiking you know with your backpack it's like empty mountains just barely few people there and um, you're just there with your thoughts and struggling to climb the mountain <laughs> Because of lack of air, you just get the best ideas, I think. You've got so much time on your own. Because my husband always leaves me alone. He's much faster than me. I'm always behind him. At the back. Yeah, at the back. <laughs> that would be me as well. Well, he's got really long legs. I've got short ones. <laughs> yeah, so lots of time on your own and daydreaming <laughs> and just yeah I always have my sketchbook with me and do lots of sketching and um, if there, uh, if I have a chance in the country I will always try to go and source some uh, gemstones that are for that uh, that are mined in that country so when I was in Nepal I bought uh, lots of tourmalines and opals in Australia I would like to go to Sri Lanka one day and um, go to miners see what um, sapphire mines looks like and possibly purchase directly from miners that would be a really great um, thing on my bucket list <laughs> when you're creating something new do you look back at like the pictures you took from your travels and stuff yeah yeah definitely always you always reflect on them yeah and I try to use them on my website as well what are you working on currently um, so the idea is to work on a new collection that was supposed to be launched in September, but I think with COVID-19, everything is, um, sorry, there was a bird in my balcony, <laughs> so cute. Uh, so everything is really <laughs> behind now. <laughs> yeah, because everything was closed, like stone setters, suppliers, materials, casters, um, everything was closed. And I think most of things still closed and with a move. I wasn't really able to work on new collection, but um, I'm going to get there soon. I'm going to go back and um, start to design new pieces again and maybe launch it next year. <laughs> and that's what I'm working on at the moment. And it's inspired again by oceans. And I'm doing research about uh, sirens and Homer Odyssey, Homer's Odyssey poem. Um, I kind of get particularly in because you know he traveled around and uh, he um, met lots of mythical creatures like uh, Kirke or Sirke, I don't know how to pronounce it, and then um, sirens um, kind of really inspires me, those mysterious creatures and kind of mermaid looking things. And the mood is like really stormy, and I quite like his moody, moody moods in my designs some reason i always want to run away from them but i can't can't maybe i'm a moody person myself i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i always like this a bit of mysterious and moodiness in my in my work and i think it really inspires me always 
um, yeah, so I'm working on Sirens and Homer Odyssey, reading some parts of it <laughs> and like seaweeds. So I want to go to the seaside again and collect more seaweeds and maybe dry them, press and dry them and see what textures we have when <laughs> they are dried. After researching, what's like the first step? After that, do you like sketch something or do you just like play around with the material? Yeah, it's always kind of blends in. I just do like a drawing and then, oh, it's a great idea. And then I try to test it. And most of the time it doesn't work <laughs> or it looks ridiculous. Or, or I, I always try to sleep on the design and then go back to it a bit later. But yeah, always each drawing looks very different as a final piece <laughs> for me. Because I guess because it's so organic, my um, jewelry doesn't, it's hard to draw, especially the ones that are inspired by seaweeds. You play around and you tangle them around uh, wax and to see what comes out of it. <laughs> Which is your favorite Mr. Jones watch design? So I really like Fanny Shorter's design, Promise of Happiness. Um, I love Henry Rousseau paintings and um, she did such a great job interpreting interpreting his famous painting tropical storm and um, i just love that design i guess maybe because it's green i really i'm really obsessed with green color maybe because of nature again <laughs> um <laughs> yeah and i really like uh marion's marion Lebes watch nuage and the new one the ascendant yeah the ascendant yeah i really like that one as well yeah, yeah these are my favorite watches <laughs> Which is the favorite one that you've designed? I think um, I prefer Secretos, <laughs> but I really like Autumn's Riches as well. I think sec because it's summer now, I would wear Secretos, but in autumn or winter I wear <clears throat> Autumn's Riches. Do you wear them a lot, your own ones? Uh, I don't wear them day to day. When I'm going out, this is when I wear things like jewelry and watches and other accessories maybe even makeup <laughs> but yeah I don't wear it every day but um, <laughs> when I go out I do and every I always get a lot of attention and everyone always asks about um, any Mr. Jones watch that I wear. Do you wear your own jewelry as well? Yeah when I go out I wear uh, in the hope that someone will notice and want to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> have you had that yeah yeah lots of times sometimes like americans especially they are always very brave and like oh i want to buy it and they would buy it off their body <laughs> during some sort of shows which is great yeah you have to be your own model otherwise i can't really afford my own jewelry so i don't wear it all the time <laughs> it's better to sell it <laughs> has someone literally like bought the necklace that you were wearing at your show yeah <laughs> And earrings. <laughs> and the ring. An yeah. And the ring. And earrings. I was like, uh, maybe I'll clean it first if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I want everything that you're wearing. <laughs> yeah. Did you always want to be a jewelry maker and were you always creative? Yeah, well, I always wanted to be creative. So I thought I'll be an architect. My aunt is an architect, but um then she told me it's super boring and you just sit by the computer all day long and it's not very creative. So I changed my mind because I didn't want to do anything by the computer. <laughs> I think I'm a bit old fashioned, but now I still have to do a lot of things by the computer and I don't hate it that much as I thought I would. 
But yeah, I was always creative. I went to art schools when I was a pupil back in school. Uh, lots of academical drawing, painting. Um, so I always did lots of DIY, like um, crochet and knitting and um, sewing, um, kind of crafty jewelry making. Uh, I loved painting and pottery. Yeah, and I was just like looking for myself, I think. And I had no. I saw that course at Middlesex University for jewelry and just clicked and I realized this is what I want to do and I loved it. Then the course started in September. I just couldn't contain myself how happy I was. I wanted to scream to the world how amazing jewelry making is. It's really therapeutic. It's almost like meditation, you know, (laughs) when you just sit at your bench and you just are able to make a piece of jewelry out of your own two hands. (laughs) With your own two hands, not out. That would be pretty grotesque. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just quite nice making jewelry. You should try. I want to do some classes, maybe some private classes for people. Yeah, you should do it. Well, is a bit bigger. I think people would enjoy it. And I would enjoy teaching people. What's the favorite part? your favorite part of your job making and designing (laughs) well I quite like um, when a piece of jewelry finds a new home as well that's quite rewarding or um, bespoke orders as well is quite nice so someone comes with their own ideas and you kind of um, work together and it just it always pushes your boundaries as well like oh I don't know how to make this but I'm willing to try and learn it and experiment with it example yeah so I like to learn new things all the time so the whole creative process I quite enjoyed from designing to making and to see the whole collection for example as a finished piece it's really rewarding sometimes it gets hard when you get stuck with your idea and you don't know if it's a correct idea and it's a lot of investment always and you're a bit worried if it's gonna sell or if it's not gonna sell it has to be like, you know, perfect price point and stuff like that. <laughs> so you can't have all the creative freedom and, you know, just splash around with diamonds and gold. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite project that you've worked on in the past? It's a good question. Um, I don't know. Quite like everything what I do. <laughs> I don't think there was one thing that I really... Oh, but I really liked watches. I really like making watches and drying flowers. So that's what I really liked. Preparing for shows, I always really enjoy. It's stressful. It really pushes you. You have to work until like 1 a.m. And you always feel like you're running out of time and it's too late and things are falling apart. (laughs) But it's quite rewarding to see your work all displayed and people coming and um, uh, giving you kind words about it, uh, giving you feedback. So that's very nice. Yeah, I was a couple of years ago, I was preparing for Goldsmith Fair, which is a really big, big show and really um, renowned in the jewelry world. So I really enjoyed that. (laughs) Looking forward to go back to it sometime soon, I hope. (laughs) A lot of your work specifies that each item is like individual, a unique piece. Why is this important for you? I guess that's how um, my brain works. <laughs> I always make something and then it's not really possible to replicate. So it just has to be one of a kind. I have few pieces that 
um, are staples and then you know I have mold and it's possible to replicate them but a lot of pieces are impossible sometimes impossible to make it achieve it looking the same especially big cocktail rings and I wouldn't want to make a second one exact looking exactly the same because it's a bit boring for me <laughs> I always uh, look, look for stimulation for my brain I guess and um, if something gets too repetitive and boring I I start to moving away from it, even though it's commercially successful. But yeah, I always like challenging myself and my ideas. What's your favorite type of jewelry item to make? Is it like rings or earrings or? Yeah, I think it's rings because you can be quite and because um, well, you can be very creative with them, and you don't have to make a second one like with earrings. <laughs> <laughs> Again, repetition, and because. No, you always see it, so I always try it on and making and kind of see how it looks. And with earrings or necklaces, it's just... Then you wear it, you don't even see it. So I don't really have mirrors at home, so I prefer rings (laughs) because you always see them. And yeah, it's nice because rings, you know, are often engagement rings and symbolizes love. And I always find it very exciting when someone commissions me for engagement ring. It's like, oh, someone is, there is love. Someone is celebrating love. <laughs> someone is going to get engaged. Yeah. And it just makes me very happy that someone is going to be very happy getting the ring and getting the yes. And, and the wedding. I love wedding. We got married like almost three times with my husband. <laughs> Accidentally. You got married three times. Yeah, we had to. How? The the first wedding was back, uh, it was uh, in 2017, and we did like a runaway wedding uh, in Beverly Hills in LA. So no one knew, and we just hitched there. And then we got back home and we told our family, and uh, of course, everyone was really upset, (laughs) especially my mom. I feel so sorry for her. So we had to get (laughs) married again in Lithuania, I think the same year, just in autumn in a few months and then we tried to register our marriage back home in Lithuania but we didn't get some documents like apostyle so we had to get married there again last year in order to register the marriage so I could you know change my surname and um, because of baby <laughs> so we had to get married again last year so every year we keep getting married <laughs> I love it <laughs> do you have three different anniversaries I don't know. We just celebrated uh, <laughs> last week, last Sunday, our actual anniversary. So I don't know, maybe we will celebrate another one. <laughs> yeah, it's an excuse for a exactly. celebration. I love celebrating it? things. <laughs> <laughs> did, you make, did you make your own ring? Yeah, um, so um, I got proposed with a diamond. That's what we agreed with my then boyfriend. that I would like to, uh, you know, make my own engagement ring. Uh, for wedding, we did uh, each other ring. So I showed my uh, boyfriend, now husband, how to make a gold ring, gold wedding band, and he did it, and I did one for him. Oh, so he made he made you a ring as well? Yeah, he made a ring for me, and I made ring for him. <laughs> That's so nice. Yeah. Thank you for coming on uh, with me today. Yeah, thank you for your invite. I really enjoyed it. I hope I wasn't too boring. <laughs> no it wasn't it was really interesting do you have anything else you wanted to add um please visit my website <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll put that on my that. <laughs> <laughs> okay 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Have a good evening. Bye. It was really nice to talk to Dove about her creative process of making jewellery. Her travels clearly inspire her creative work and this is evident in her previous watch designs. You can see Dove's work over on her website dovelb.com or on her Instagram page dovelbstudio. Thank you for listening. We have a new episode coming out every Wednesday and until then you can find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Mr. Jones Watches.